There's been uh, evidence of lunar phobia in rodents, insects, other birds, and there has been evidence of lunar phobia in bat species, but at higher latitudes, uh, there's less of a predation risk for bats. Uh, so the theory is that uh, there's less risk of predation, so they're less likely to avoid moonlight and be affected by the moon. So the reason a bat or some other species might have lunar phobia would be because they're more visible to predators. Exactly, yeah. Or prey availability. So their prey, the insects that they're trying to eat, could be avoiding the moonlight, and consequently they would also be. So it just like runs down the food chain, exactly. basically. <laughs> okay, so has this lunar phobia, has it been widely studied? There hasn't been a lot of research on bats and lunar phobia, uh, which was a main reason why I wanted to look into it. Cool topic. Thank so you. how did you approach this? Last July, I set up an acoustic monitor from Wildlife Acoustics, and uh, the acoustic monitor uh, picked up and collected high-frequency echolocation calls emitted from free-flying bats. It actually picked up on six of Mich Michigan's nine species, which is very exciting. And uh, all of the data that it was able to collect, I uploaded it to Kaleidoscope Pro, free software from Wildlife Acoustics. And it sorted through and identified the species of each of the bats. How cool is that? Very cool. And over the course of how long? About four months. It picked up six different... How many species do we have here? We have nine. Nine. So six. So that's pretty darn good. Yeah, that's a lot. How did you determine the whole lunophobia thing? So I chose uh, three days for a new moon cycle and three days for a full moon cycle. I didn't take any other factors like wind speed, temperature, uh, cloud coverage into effect. So I wanted three days to compensate just in case my full moon, uh, it was cloudy and rainy and high winds. Uh, so I compared the amount of echolocation calls during those times, uh, and I graphed them out. Are bats r r more reluctant to be out and active when it's a full moon? So according to my study, it depends on the species. Um, I grouped together big brown bats and silver-haired bats because their echolocation calls are so similar, it's hard to identify and uh, tell them apart, even for uh, sophisticated technology. Uh, they showed absolutely no preference preference either way uh, for lunar phobia. They were out during full moons, new moons, um, but I did find that they were the most common bats found on Rochester College's campus. And there's also a huge spike in echolocation calls on October 17th, which indicates that that was a big migration day. So I was very excited about that. <laughs> so where would they be migrating to? South? Up north. They're up going north. to hibernate, yep. Oh, so they're going to find caves yep. up north. Caves and mines, yep. And what about the other species? So uh, there's another group, eastern red bats, and then I found two myota species, the little brown bats and the northern long-eared bats. But the two myota species are very similar as well, so I grouped those together. And uh, so both of those two groups, they showed trends that supported the lunar phobia hypothesis, so they were more likely to come out during a new moon cycle opposed to a full moon cycle. If there are species that may show some lunar phobia, does that also mean that bats would be hypersensitive to artificial light at night, like city lights? That's a really good question. Um, my study did not take that into account. They could be affected, but another thing, bugs are often drawn towards those lights too. So they may have uh, an increased opportunity to hunt near those lights.